Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now we go out uh, to the Combine, and we bring on our good friend, the Hall of Famer. He is our senior Texans columnist for SportsRadio610.com and GalleriesSports.com. John McClain is in Indy. John, how's the Combine treating you? It's treating me very well. I like to weigh in on some of the stuff you guys were talking about. Number one, it's preposterous to think people need to be here to talk to them for 15 minutes. You're going to have them at lunch. You're going to go to dinner with them at their pro days. You're going to have private workouts where you're going to meet them and talk to them. And then you can bring 30 of them into Houston for a day. So having 15 minutes to talk to a guy here is almost a waste of time. D'Amico Ryan's made that decision. He wanted his staff left back to get to know each other since they're nine holdovers, I believe. And then he has a bunch of new ones. His staff's going to be bigger than the one they had last year. And so every single thing that's done here, except when they go to the bathroom, is taped. And so you can see it all on tape. And uh, and so uh, considering all the time they spend with them after this, on all those things I just mentioned, I don't think 15 is that important. And they reduced the number. I didn't know this Casario told us yesterday. It used to be 60 prospects you could talk to for 15 minutes since now and now it's 45. John, it does seem um it seems like there's more media covering the the combine than ever. Does it does it feel a little bit more like a circus in some ways than it used to? It used to be more of like a a, a closed-in cloister of coaches and scouts. One of the things they've done Seth, they have first when I came to in 87 there were seven of us and now there's 1221 media people. And say it's a place like Denver, Sean Payton, who's never spoken at the Combine because the Saints always just blew off the interviews with the media. They're not mandatory. You ask. Texans have always had your coach and GM. We always appreciate that because it's the last time you're going to get to talk to them. The league meetings next month, I'll be there. And then it's right at the draft. And so, yeah, like Denver. So Sean Payton's talking – Every media outlet, I think, in Colorado and Wyoming and surrounding states is here because of Peyton, because he spoke yesterday. He showed up 10 minutes early, caught some of them off guard, and he talked for a, a long time. And uh, it's more, they told me, the NFL told me, it said, it's not more writers, it's more TV people and more website people from TV and radio stations than they've ever had. And they made a bigger area for us to interview people and because they knew it was going to be extra crowded. And then there's a radio row. It's gotten bigger, not to Super Bowl proportions. But when I went to Radio Row yesterday to do a couple of my shows, I was stunned at how much bigger it was than two years ago, which was my last time. And so uh, they've made it where it's easier to navigate and uh, it's it's for the better. And what I like about it, you know, when you're scheduled to be there, you got to be there. But thir- I'm told 13 coaches are not doing interviews with the media. John McClain joining us live from uh, Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. John, is, is Bryce Young's uh, height and weigh-in the most anticipated 
player measurement that you can remember in combine history from you going there? Kyler, Kyler Murray's was a big deal. And his, well, we, media can't see that. But, you know, as soon as it's done, it'll be leaked out. And then it'll be posted officially on the NFL's combine website. And, yes, everybody's – every. I don't think it's just because the Texans need a quarterback and it's, but people are all talking about what he's going to be. And, and I'm told by several NFL people, they expect him to be a shade over 5'10 and he looks frail. And I talked to a longtime GM who was at the Super Bowl and he was at a party where he was and he, he knew he was going to be small, but he didn't know he was going to be that small. It's not short. It's the way, he, He's built, and so um, people people are talking about it. And uh, it's another thing people are talking to me about when I see around the league is, is D'Amico. You know, it's not just a popular decision in Houston, but he made a lot of friends and fans that respected the way he coached, and uh, they're real happy for the Texans. And of course, they're pulling for him to do well. Uh- the other thing that uh, was talked about a lot yesterday was Nick Casario, you know, stating and and not seeming to care all that much about trading up to number one overall. And look, usually I think that's that's what you should expect a GM to say. For me, John, it the thing was that it was very consistent with things he said in the past about you know having a certain group of players that you're comfortable with. And I came away from it, maybe I'm a schmuck and a sucker, feeling like, yeah, I think he probably feels like those guys at the top are all grouped kind of together, and whoever they like best at number two, they'll take or, or maybe even trade back. I, I, I wrote it. I've got a column on it. And I, and I, for anybody to think he's leaning toward trading up or taking a defensive player, he's not going to reveal any of that. Give me a break. And there's people, oh, I think after that he's going to trade up or he's going to trade down or he's going to take one of the defensive players. He doesn't know what he's going to do right now. They don't have a clue. They know they need a quarterback. They know they got to get a quarterback. And hopefully they fall in love with two of them. And the only one not throwing you are the top guys is Bryce Young waiting for the March 23rd Pro Day in Tuscaloosa. And guys like Will Levis and and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson should light it up in shorts and T-shirts with no pressure, nobody covering the receivers. The only difference for C.J. Stroud, the receivers here, won't be as good as the receivers he had at Ohio State. You know, when you said you hopefully they fall in love with two of them, I thought you were about to say, hopefully they fall in love with Tua. Why? But since you went there, kind of, yeah. um, what about a veteran? Probably not trading for Tua, but any if, if they were to even make a stab at trying to bring in a Garoppolo or Derek Carr, you know, maybe like just attempt to, even if they don't come, do you think that shows their hand or do you think that might just be a play at a bridge quarterback? I think everything they do is designed for the Bears and for the Colts and the two teams that affect what they want to do. They know they need a quarterback. They they hope this is the last chance they're going to be in this position. Say they sign Garoppolo and they want three more games, and so they win six games next year. All of a sudden, they're picking 10th or 11, and the two top guys, Williams and May, are long gone. If you want a quarterback, you better get him when you have a chance, and this better be the last chance 
that they're picking second. Yeah, you got that right. John McClain joining us live from Indianapolis. He's at the NFL Combine. Um, John, D'Amico meets with the media at noon Houston time today. Did I hear – we were listening yesterday. Did you get the first question yesterday? Sure. With Nick, yeah. Um, so if you get first question with D'Amico today, can you give us a sneak preview? What's the first question if you get it for D'Amico Ryans today? Sure. I'm going to say, are you going to call defenses? He hasn't said. I'm assuming he is, considering he hired a coordinator who wasn't a coordinator. And so that tells me he is now – if he doesn't, he's he's showing a lot of faith in a guy who was coaching the Cardinals defensive line, and I just think he's going to. And I'm going to ask him another question when we get him off to the side, is did he give serious consideration to hiring a former head coach who's been through everything he's going to go through, not just during the week, but especially on game days. And I guess they could still do that. And I don't care how experienced your coordinators, you our guys, but those guys, unless they've been head coaches, it ain't the same. And uh, so those are two questions I want to know. Then we want him to talk about Bobby slowing since he's going to be switching the running game. And and Casario made mention yesterday about some of the scheme change and players that are adaptable to that. But the uh, thing is, a lot of people are like listening to what they say and think they're getting a hint of what the Texans – may do, and I'd say, yeah, I'd tell you what they're going to do. They're going to stay at two and get a quarterback, or they're going to swap spots and get a quarterback, or they're going to trade down and possibly get a quarterback, and if they trade down, they may trade and get a defensive player, So, or they just stand pat. I guarantee you you they're going to do one of those things. (laughs) <laughs> John, uh, I think you said like four things there. John, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make a prediction right now. I think the one the one holdover from the Patriots South mentality is going to be that uh, I don't think the Texans are going to be real forthcoming on exactly who has play calling responsibilities mm. and whatnot. I think that because I actually. It's frustrating as a fan and as a media member, but like I actually like the idea behind it. I like not the, it almost becomes more of a big deal when you have to actually name it or formalize it. I think they like to work their way. I think some coaches like to work guys into that to where maybe it's in situations they get to call plays, but I'm I'm guessing we never get a straight answer on that. Ooh. Well, Bobby Slowick's calling the plays for the offense. Well, I mean obviously. Um, yeah. Well, and with D'Amico Maybe he'll probably say, well, we haven't worked that out yet, And uh, but I'll be real. If he's standing there with the big chart, holding it up to his mouth when he's talking, that's kind of a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, John McClain joining us from Indy. Hey, John, before we get you out of here, are there um, – I mean, obviously everybody's going to be watching the quarterbacks, and I would imagine Texan fans will have a keen eye on Jalen Carter and Will Anderson because they're picking in a range of the draft that – they could wind up with one of those guys. Aside from those guys, the quarterbacks and those two big defensive players, and then we know the Texans have the 12th overall pick. Are there any players that you have circled in particular at any position that you're looking forward to watching this week with a Texan slant on that? All the receivers, because they're desperate for another receiver, and they're expecting, hoping, expecting John Mechie the third to come back and play in a slot, but after missing a year, you know, there's a good chance he's going to struggle. So they need a big-time uh, wide receiver. Quinn Johns from TCU, his stock is going down well, for some reason because people are talking about he drops too many passes. Well, if he catches everything thrown here, then maybe people say, 
okay, he's better than I thought, which he, all you got to do is watch the game tape. Jordan Addison from USC seems to have moved up to be the number one, and I don't really know why because they haven't played it down since the season ended. But that's one of the interesting things. They say it's one of the deepest, best tight end groups. Texans could use a tight end, but I don't see them taking one with that 12th overall pick. So if they took a quarterback and a wide receiver, nobody's going to complain. And the prospect that I'm writing about, I'm writing about Carter and Anderson is B. John Robinson. People keep saying, oh, man, he's a top five talent, but he might not go to 20 because he's a running back. They say, oh, man, it's too bad he's not a wide receiver. He'd go in the top ten, but uh, can't wait to see how he does. He's working out. There was a picture of him with his shirt off, and uh, he looked kind of like Sean does right now with his shirt off, kind of like DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown when they had those pictures coming out of Ole Miss. And uh, so there's just so many. I'm not really looking at DBs. I don't think they'll take one in the first or second round. I think the safety linebackers just don't seem to be as important, but they've got to have defensive linemen, and there's a bunch that are supposed to go in the first round, but there's only two that stand apart. John McClain joining us live from uh, Indianapolis. Uh, John, be prepared. We've got B. John Robinson questions for the mailbag today for the Utopia Football Podcast. So uh, I will be talking to you later on today to record and uh, keep up the great work, and we'll keep an eye out for all of your work online at sportsradio610.com and gallerysports.com. Thank you, guys. Have fun at the old ballpark today. We will. Thanks, John. We appreciate that. Good stuff. John McClain joining us live from Indianapolis. D'Amico Ryan's press conference today at noon. That'll be carried live here on Sports Radio 610. All right, let's go back out to the ballpark in the next segment. Adam Spillane, our Astros reporter, he's our feet on the street over at Astros Spring Training at their facility in West Palm Beach. The lineup is out for today, and Spoke caught up with Alex Bregman for a one-on-one. What did Alex Bregman have to say to Adam Spillane? He will join us next.